Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartened. Today's episode, Imaginary Friends. I've had a, a friend, a, an invisible friend, that has been with me ever since I was a little kid. I became aware of his presence when I was a child. His name is Eric. And Eric, even now, even into my adulthood, has always been there for me. He's always been a friend. It's a presence that I always feel. And it makes me feel safe knowing that Eric is there watching over me. Whenever I'm in a quandary, I have a question about something, whether it's right or wrong, what should I do? I always ask Eric. And sometimes Eric answers me right away. I I know the answer right away. Other times it takes a few days for it to come to me. But I always get the answer when I ask Eric. Whenever I get sick, I ask Eric to make me better. And hey, I'm still here, so... Obviously, it works. If this is the first time you've listened to the Quick Hits podcast, you're probably wondering, is he putting me on? Or is he just plain insane? Those are the only two possibilities that occur to you. But let's change what I just said. Just make a minor change. And let's change Eric's name from Eric to Jesus Christ. Oh, well, now my invisible friend is off limits. He's immune to criticism in polite society. It's taboo to make fun of me now or call me crazy because now my belief is a religious one and is therefore above scrutiny. Personally, I think that's ridiculous. I think any belief should be scrutinized and should be able to stand up to that scrutiny. But no, religious beliefs, especially religions that are dominant in whatever culture we're in, those are off-limits, and we must respect those beliefs. I don't respect those beliefs. I respect people's rights to those beliefs. But if the belief is silly, and if the situation is appropriate, I will say, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's dumb. Makes no sense to me. Now, there is a huge inconsistency amongst the left in particular when it comes to this, if an evangelical Christian says the husband has to be the head of the family, he has to be the boss, and the wife has to be subservient, they're all too willing to jump up and say, that's terrible, that's misogynistic, that's a bad thing. But if you dare make fun of Muslim cultures, where women are forced to dress in black in the middle of the desert and aren't even treated as well as livestock... Well, that's their culture, and we must understand their culture. Even though what they're doing to their women is far, far, far worse than anything the evangelical is doing to his. In just the past few months, atheism has been getting a lot of press. It's the cover story on the most recent issue of Wired magazine, and two of the New York Times bestsellers right now are The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins, and Letter to a Christian Nation by Sam Harris, in which he debunks Christian beliefs. 
Dawkins in particular is all over the place. Now, I really respect Dawkins. I, I think he's a brilliant guy. If you ever really want to understand evolution, the inevitability of it, read The Blind Watchmaker, and you'll see that it's not just possible, it's inevitable. It's got to happen. Once there's life, it has to evolve. It's going to happen. And so Dawkins is getting a lot of interviews. He's been on lots of podcasts, radio, television. He's all over YouTube. And one of the things that's being talked about by him and by other folks who are promoting the idea of atheism is that atheists need to come out of the closet. Gays weren't really accepted until a substantial number of them stood up and said, hey, I'm gay. And then the people around them noticed that mm, they were normal, decent people. And, gee, maybe I should rethink my hatred of homosexuals because this guy's my friend and he's okay. And so the idea is that atheists need to do the same thing. I can see the point and I can understand the point. But one of the problems that I have with this is that I consider my lack of belief in a deity is trivial. It's right up there with my lack of belief in Santa Claus. Or the fact that I don't believe in Zeus or Thor. I'm certainly not going to start a conversation by saying, Hi, my name's Dave Hidd and I'm an atheist. And I'm also not going to pursue twisting a conversation around so that I can reveal it. Now, if I'm talking with somebody who's a friend, yeah, sure. Or if someone's trying to proselytize me, trying to convert me, then I may say, okay, look, don't bother. I'm an atheist and, and brush them off. But in most situations, it's totally irrelevant. And it's not a subject I even care to bring up. Another thing that some of the more hardcore atheists are saying is that we should really be questioning people on their religions and dressing them down for believing what they believe. And again, unless it's an appropriate situation for it, I don't think that's a very good policy. It's a very thin line between being assertive and being a complete dick. And in trying to improve the reputation of atheists, I don't think changing that reputation to, oh, they're all a bunch of complete dicks, is really much of an improvement. One thing that I've seen in the atheist movement is a suggestion that we change what we call ourselves. We don't want to call ourselves atheists because that has so many negative connotations. And we talked about this in some of the previous Quick Hits podcasts, in the Weasel Words podcast and some of the Testing the Meters podcast, how changing the words we use can help change your perception of reality. And the examples in those shows were examples of people intentionally misleading you by using these weasel words. Instead of swamps, we'll call them wetlands. Nobody cares about swamps, but we want to preserve the wetlands. But we can also do it in a positive way, and that was done with the word gay. By abandoning words like queer and faggot and replacing them with gay, you had a more positive view of these people, these human beings that we share the planet with. And that's not a bad thing. 
The word that a lot of atheists are saying we should start using is bright. And bright, they insist, doesn't mean smart. It means a guiding light, a beacon. Yeah, right. Someone can say, I'm gay and you're not. There's no insult there. But if someone says, I'm bright and you're not, there's no way they can do that without sounding like a dick. So I'm not going to call myself a bright. Atheist is fine with me. Although if you want to use other words, two that I prefer are free thinker. I like the sound of that. I'm a free thinker. And skeptic which some people might think is a negative word, but I disagree. It simply means, if you want me to accept something, you've got to prove it to me. The burden of proof is on you, because I'm a skeptic. Now, a lot of folks who are very religious will say, Oh, I feel sorry for you. I'll pray for you. Hey, if you want to pray for me, go ahead. I'll forgive you for it. It has no effect on me one way or the other. And besides, don't worry about me, because I've always got Eric. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can simply understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartened. one of the great ones in the podcasting community. AJ, who did the Road Rage podcast, died suddenly and unexpectedly of a heart attack. I never miss Road Rage. It was always one of the first shows that I listened to. It was smart. It was funny. It wasn't funny in a laugh out loud, ha ha funny way. It was funny in a way that kind of snuck up behind you and tickled you. And you'd sit there and listen to all 15 minutes with a big smile on your face. You'd do it all with different segments, and it was kind of like listening to your favorite record when you know what's coming next. It's time for... And you'd say it along with it. What were they thinking? It was a great show, and more importantly, AJ was a great guy. We had talked about doing a show together uh, just for fun. We were going to do a... Two 15-minute shows and uh, call them uh, Quick Rage and Road Hits. And I'd put one in my feed and he'd put one in his. And it would just consist of us discussing things that we disagreed on. We agreed on most things, but that would make for a boring show. So we're talking about doing a show on things that we disagreed on. But I thought, well, we don't have to do that in a hurry. We can get around to that. Guess not. AJ was... Uh, active participant in the podcast Peer Awards. He was a generous contributor to it and mentioned it all the time on his shows. And he participated in a lot of the podcasting forums and and I never saw him be rude or obnoxious. He was a real gentleman. So farewell, AJ. Podcasting world is poor without you. I miss you.
I'm going to experiment with a little change in format here. Actually, a fairly big change in format. I was listening to the bonus episode that I just did with all the letters and everything that I was reading, and it sounded kind of tedious to me. And letters got piled up, so I'm going to try answering letters here in the closing notes. Now, the meat of the show, the actual show itself, is going to stay the same. I'm still going to try and keep it down to 10 minutes because... That forces me to just try and give you the demi of what I have to say instead of rambling on forever. And you can consider the show as running from Welcome to Quick Hits to You've Been Smartnized. And then I'll do letters in the closing notes, which are going to make the closing notes longer and the whole show longer. But you can stop. If, you don't, if you're not interested in that, you can just stop at the You've Been Smartnized. You've heard the whole show and move on to the next show on the list. And as always, your input is important. Let me know if you like this new format or you don't. I'm going to try it for a couple of shows, and then based on your feedback, it'll either stay or it'll go. I got a lot of comments on the last show, the I'm Scared show. I hadn't even thought about this. Matt writes, uh, talk about your scary Halloween episodes. Just got done listening to I'm Scared. Very scary indeed. You know, I wasn't even thinking about it being Halloween, but yeah, it was the perfect day to release that one, wasn't it? He continues, Yes, I have been afraid of our government for a very long time. I sit and watch the evening news or CNN with ever-widening eyes as a smiling clown, you know the one, signs into law things that nip at our freedom. He is surrounded by advisors who smile. They are surrounded by a press who smiles and takes pictures. It's all reported by an anchor person who smiles. It's like one of those nightmares where you're the only one who knows something horrible is going on. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good assessment to me. He says, if someone speaks out against the current administration, they're discredited and dismissed. But if someone were to really do something against the administration, what would happen to that person? Would they be labeled a terrorist and disappear. I also got quite a few emails saying, oh no, you should go ahead, you should do this, and one of them was a a voicemail that kind of summed them all up. Hey, Hitman, C.A. Sizemore in Phoenix, Arizona, just calling on my, with my comments on episode 41, I'm scared. I think the book should be written, and I think you're the man to write it. Why? Because it it needs to be done. We need to stand up to this ideal, uh, to this meme of everything is okay for ter- to fight terrorism. It has to be stood up to, and it has to be stood up to by all people. When I said I was afraid to do this, that wasn't hyperbole. I wasn't trying to get attention or be extra dramatic. It wasn't all that long ago that a man about my age walked by Dick Cheney in a public place, he was out there shaking hands and kissing babies, and walked up to him and said, I think your policies in Iraq are reprehensible. And they arrested him for assault. Now this was before the Military Commissions Act. And eventually it was reduced to harassment and and finally the charges were dropped. But that's the way these thugs think. And I'm not going to be the guy who becomes their test case. We must stand up to the president about this. 
and the idiot lackeys in the government because this is not constitutional. I'm waiting for the first constitutional challenge to this law that says an American citizen can be stripped of his rights for a non-defined incident. And if it does happen to you, I've got 20 bucks for your legal defense fund, and I'm fairly certain we can get the blogosphere, or blogistan, as I've heard it recently called, on your side to, to fight this idiocy of these laws. Several years ago, I was involved in a trademark lawsuit. And my lawyers, they waited until they had sucked two grand out of my pocket, and when they realized that well was dry and there was no more money, they sat me down and they said, well, look, the people that are suing you here have no case. Here's a half a dozen different points why you will almost certainly win. However, it'll cost you a minimum of $125,000 in legal fees to fight it, and it could cost you twice that. And this was for a business that, on a good month, maybe broke even. Can you imagine what a case like this would cost? It would cost me everything that I own and everything that I ever will own. And 20 bucks here and 20 bucks there isn't even going to buy parking spaces for the lawyers. That is, of course, assuming that somebody knows that I got picked up. Because under these current laws, you can just plain disappear. I think the odds are against it. The odds are probably about the same as me winning the lottery, and I don't buy tickets. But it's still not a risk that I'm comfortable doing. I am doing some things that uh, I hope will allow me uh, sometime in the next few years to actually start doing some things to really fight for freedom. But... This is not on my list. And frankly, given the kinds of rulings that have been coming out of the Supreme Court, I don't think fighting it to the Supreme Court is any kind of guarantee of justice. Because they've become pretty much a rubber stamp for almost anything that the government wants. And I imagine that they can probably justify the Military Commissions Act, too. One thing that I've got to do a little more often in the closing notes is give credit to the folks who have generously let me use their music as theme music and background music. The group is called the Aquamarines, and you can get this song, My Wonderful Shadow, and other songs of theirs at their site, theaquamarines.com. When I started using it, I asked their permission and said, I'll mention it from time to time in my podcast, and they said, sure, go ahead. And I really haven't been mentioning it enough. So time to make up for that. Go to theaquamarines.com and buy their stuff. Before I close off with contact information, I want to tell you about a cool new thing that I signed up for. And this is a free service. I don't know how long it's going to last. But it's very cool. And try it out while it's still out there. If you dial 1-408-538-2117... That's 1-408-538-2117. It will deliver to your cell phone the very latest episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. It's very cool. If you're wondering how can I get my friends to listen to it, this is a way to do it. Just do it during your free long distance minutes or whatever and give it a shot. And let me know what you think of this because I, I just think it's very, very neat. As always, I really love hearing from folks. 
And you can send me email to hitman at davehit.com. And you can find the correct spelling of that in the MP3 tags of this file. Or you can go to davehit.com, which is spelled with two T's. And you'll find all kinds of stuff. You'll find things that have been accumulating there since I opened the site back in 1999. There's sub-sites on there. There's one for the podcast. There's all kinds of stuff, including email links all over the place. You can also give me a call at 206-203-4488. That's 206-203-HIT. And maybe we'll use that on the closing comments. And let me know, do you like these extended closing comments or not? As always, never forget, the Quick Hits Podcast is a little more than a journal of one man's opinion. Therefore, should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.